Hello, everybody, and welcome to Insane Rhetoric. We are so happy you decided to come and join us today. We have a great topic for you today, and we know you will love it as much as we do. So come on in and enjoy the ride. That is Insane Rhetoric. What's up, Insane Rhetoric? What's up? What's up? You know what it is. The world is upside down. We're trying to make it right side up. What's going on with y'all out there in YouTube land? You know what it is. There's some time foolery happening around the world. So we're going to see if we can unravel and debunk the time foolery. What's happening, sister? What's up? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How y'all be? We good, we good, we good. So what's the word for the day? What's going on? What's what's on the table? What's on the flow, like we say? What's on the flow? What's good? What's going down? Who did shot John? Because <laughs> I know there's somewhere somebody did shot John. So what's happening? Okay, so I'm trying to figure out, there was this girl, uh, Shaquayla Robinson, mm -hmm. and apparently she had a mysterious death, but they got a video that shows she was in some kind of altercation before she died, mm -hmm. but this was in, um, she 25 years old. She was? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's not she's not still twenty five. She's gonna be she's perpetually twenty five. Oh, okay, got it. So she was on vacation in Cabo. Oh, mm. I'm yeah. not going to Cabo. Why? You know, when I when we report, they came up missing this stuff. I know they be young and springy and cute. But I see it would be my luck that I go to Cabo and I be the one old lady that's ugly that somebody want to get. So. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. Okay, so Shaquayla. Shan I'm sorry, let me get it right. Shanquayla. I like the other one better. Shanquayla Robinson. She was in Cabo. She was on vacation. Mm -hmm. A friend said it was alcohol poisoning. What? Her they friends. They said the alcohol poisoning. Her friends say she died of alcohol. Yeah, you can still die of alcohol poison. We just had this conversation on our several episodes about alcoholism. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, you people still drink like that to get alcohol yeah, poison. You know how much you know how much you gotta drink to get alcohol. <laughs> then we just yeah. Then we just had this episode. Yes, we did. Uh, we had like three episodes on alcoholism and people dying of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, such thing. She was celebrating her birthday 
she died less than 24 hours after she got them. So she didn't even have the whole day in Cabo. Her friends say, quote, she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol poisoning. They say she couldn't get, this is her mother. Okay, her mother, Salamandra Robinson. Shanquela is the daughter. Salamandra is the mother. They couldn't get a pulse, says Salamandra. Each one of the people that were there with her was telling different stories. Yeah, that's usually how it go. If, yeah. if, if something if, went awry, right? Yeah, because if the police come and investigate and everybody's telling the same exact story, somebody's lying because there's no way everybody's going to see that same story the same way. The family had to pay $6,000. They had to wait six weeks before they can get her body because the friends got on, back on the plane and came home. Wow. Left her there, left her body there. I mean, ain't nothing they could do. They couldn't take it with her. That's crazy. So 25 years old over in Cabo and you get alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. That's okay, not, so that's to me. So apparently the autopsy report shows a different story than what her friends told mm-hmm. the FBI and the Mexican authorities. And that's usually how it goes. Well, you know, we probably we probably won't be able to go to Mexico pretty soon. Anyway, I'm just going to insert this real quick. I know we're not talking about this right now, but our governor has invoked uh, a law that pretty much says we're at war. Invasion. He, he invoked the invasion law. That he trying to stop the people from coming over. So he invoked the law. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> so I'm just waiting on Mexico to decide we're at war. Anyway, let me get back to this. That's why that's why that's why I said we probably won't be able to go to Mexico pretty soon. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Okay, so when the autopsy came back, this is a quote from her mother, Salamandra. Salamandra. I don't know how you pronounce it, but like that. Anyway. Mm, might as well be quote, Salamander. Draw. I said it right as well be Salamander. <laughs> when the autopsy came back, they said it didn't have anything to do with alcohol. They said that she had a broken neck and her spine in the back was cracked. She had been beaten. A graphic video, there's a graphic video, y'all. Go out there and look for it. Mm. Um, she It shows her engaged in a physical altercation with a friend. It's always a friend, right? Or a family member. Yeah. Always. So 
nobody, no, no news outlet or any, nobody's been able to confirm the validity of the video, but the friends and family say the video shows her severely beaten while naked. Uh, well, that definitely ain't an alcohol poison. And then a voice can be heard in the background saying, Quayla, can you at least fight back? Uh, well, somebody friends finna go to jail. Yeah. So some 25-year-old that lost her life over in Cabo because she was beating the dick. And do you know how hard that you have to be beating somebody to shatter the back of their spine and break their neck? That's some intense force to break a person's neck. Yeah. I mean, like, that just don't break easy unless you got real brittle bones. And that usually comes when you get older. But no, twenty five. That and if she was a nice sized girl, maybe a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. That's some extreme force to do that. Yeah. Here at Insane Rhetoric, we do know our numbers and we do check our facts about different things and certain things. We just know you ain't gonna be able to do just like out the gate. <laughs> without Watch out. Y'all, I'm sharing my screen. I don't know if y'all can see this. Tell me if y'all can see this because I'm sharing the screen. I might be just sharing it with my co-host, but I'm I'm new at this, y'all. I was hoping I was sharing it with y'all. So y'all go on talk mess this time because I want y'all to see this. I'm trying to I'm gonna try to turn the sound on. Uh because I want y'all to. Today's episode is sponsored by Starbucks. Get you some. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that. But I don't know if y'all saw that. I... But even in that, it didn't look like. That's another woman fighting that girl. That's so yeah, and it's a man in the background saying, Shaquilla, can you please fight back? At least fight back. But my thing is and she the... and she drunkenly said no. Like that. That's what she answered. No. Yeah. Cause see, see, and that's the reason why if you're gonna do stuff like that, drink or smoke or whatever you do, you best to do it at home because people look for times to get you off your squirt and get at you for whatever reason. And then she, the woman that was beating her, she, she you saw her wig came off, right? Yeah. And then she just pulled it all the way out. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Salamandra. I, but, but I mean, the way that the way she and then she class, was like she was clapping her hands like get up get up right because she wanted her to fight she wasn't fighting back man after she after she rushed over there and and put two to that girl and she noticed she wasn't fighting back she should have left that let that go but my thing was the way she threw it down didn't seem like she hit her head on nothing like she had enough force to break her neck 
or any of that, the way that fight went real quick. Uh, well, so, we don't. Uh, that was only what sixteen seconds. Yeah, we don't know how long it actually went. But, yeah. Yeah. So how long it had been going on before that? Like, yeah. You know, like people get if she fell at a certain time. time it just, yeah, yeah, because people get them videos. It'd be because she like, was slinging around like a rag doll, y'all. I don't know if y'all saw it. I yeah. hope y'all. I, I, I hope y'all. I hope y'all saw it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know about that, man. That yeah. was that, yeah. that's 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 a that's a that's a tough cookie to swallow right there. Yep. I yeah. Y'all saw it. It came on. We showed it, we shared it. Yeah, that's y'all true. saw it. I don't know if y'all heard it though. Y'all <clears throat> saw it. I was playing it. Y'all saw me playing it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, that's the first time I ever shared something. I'm going to work on that better. But Mm-mm. yeah, that's the first time I ever shared something. I'm going to work on sharing stuff better than that. You're doing good. You're doing wonderful. That's we gotta start that, somewhere. <laughs> it just took me by st- surprise, y'all. I just had to share. <laughs> you got I, it out there. <laughs> I, she was whooping that girl butt, butt naked. Beating she, like she stole something. And her friend time I get up. What, 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 what was the word <sighs> name? Who said that uh in uh that movie uh I forgot it was a martial arts movie and he was like grab her like a toilet sheet Tommy okay so there was a 22 year old in Canada oh lord she was Somalian and apparently they say she Is no longer with us, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, she, Hodan Hashi, she's Somalian. She was killed after she was in, involved in a fight with another patron at a bar in Canada. Mm-mm-mm. Paige Theralt Fisher. 22 was charged with second degree murder. Okay, but here's the deal. She was later released on bail because the court reduced her charge to manslaughter. Yeah. Second degree murder to manslaughter. So they reduced they reduced it drastically. And let out on bail. So her family, they, of course, are upraged. <sighs> what was the fight for? What was the altercation? Did they ever say what? This yeah, well, fifty thousand dollar cash bond. See that look on your face? You did the Scooby Doo look. We're ready. 
Somebody paid fifty thousand dollars cash. So apparently, the police officials reduced the charge after a video circulated online of the fight. The um, video, the video had been taken in the court as evidence, and so, so was, she was released. It must have been self defense. On a five thousand dollar bill. Five thousand dollar bill. That's all you had to do was come with five hundred dollars. Get out. So, of course, this is how she, um, hold on, how she, That's her name. Uh, identified as Muslim. Oh, clearly. She attended a religious school at a local mosque. They, she would go to, she lives in East Africa. Okay. Well, she, that's where our family was from and she would routinely go to East Africa. So she was going to this. Okay. She recently graduated from the Sir Robert Borden High School. Um, and she was, she was, um, intended to attend the Saskatchewan Polytechnic. Mm. Sound like she had a lot going on for her. She worked as a restaurant server. A waitress. And a translator for the Somali immigrants. So apparently this place in um, Canada or wherever she hangs out or go to school or whatever, it has a huge Somali uh, culture. Mm. Maybe a lot of kids from Somalia go there, but that's she from Somalia. Might want to stop going there now. It don't look like it sounds like the place to be. If you got to contend with getting murdered in a place like, you know what I'm saying? That's... She had 500 people at her at her janaza, her funeral. Mm. 500 people. Sounds like she was loved and respected. Yeah. In the words... I was going to say the late great, but I don't know if he late and he really wasn't great to me, but in the words of Rodney King, can we all just get along? Yeah. Is Rodney King still alive? If yeah. he is, I know he broke. <laughs> yeah. I'm with him. Can we all get like? Yeah, man. It's, enough it's, is enough. It's a it's a sad state of affairs when like millennials millennials don't see past twenty five, uh, you know, or or twenty or even eighteen because you got beef or issues with somebody, you know. It's it's just. 
that's just crazy. I, I talked to my uh, my daughter the other day. She came over and she's getting ready to be 25 in December. And it's just like unbelievable what she has done in that in that amount of space and steady doing stuff, trying to get get her life together, you know, just man, it can be so much stuff that y'all could be doing that gets you money legally and gets you everything you want, fame and fortune, you know what I'm saying, where everybody has to know you or knows you, but you got to put in the work, man. That's the thing. And I don't mean put in work as on the street, put in work. And y'all guys know what I mean. And y'all women know what I mean. I mean, like, so you can be successful because that street money runs out and it ain't and ain't going to places just because somebody famous is there ain't always the best thing to do because some people don't come out of that so okay y'all a few days ago we had an election and Mr. Orange Hair, as we knew, as we all knew he was going to do when he lost in 2020, we all knew he was going to take his bid for presidency to 2024. Okay, and he did. So his new, his new thing is he's getting tough on drugs. I'm, I'm going to call it Trumponomics. Basically. We had Reaganomics and, you know, they was tough on drugs. And that was horrible. That was freaking horrible. So, so now listen, when I listen to it, it just, it just sounded very much like I just want to kill all the black and brown people. So let's just do it this way. Cause, but, but, but are we going to report it the right way? Okay. So, so prior to that, okay. It just got reported again. But it actually happened, I saw it actually in the news prior to the election, but it just recently got reported again. So let me, let me, let's, let's just really break this down. There's a drug dealer in Wisconsin's on, he's been consistently on Wisconsin's most wanted list. Does that make him a drug pen, kingpin? If he's worth a certain amount of money, if you if you're doing numbers like maybe two hundred k and above, and you're and if you're doing numbers like that, you're not doing them in a month. You're doing them in a week. So that yeah, that would be he would be like the guy to go get. Okay, well Kenneth um, Twyman, he's twenty five years old. Okay, he's been he had been captured by uh he's been captured by the US Marshals mm-hmm. three times. 
keeps getting away, keeps getting off because he pays his way out of jail with bail three times. And he's awaiting trial for shooting a man back in April. That's why I told you I've been kind of hearing about this case a while, a while. But mm-hmm. recently, like within a few days, they just captured him again. Okay. So this this, this is the thing. The US Marshals are state regulated. Apparently, he might not have got to the point of Fed status yet. Once a Fed get on this case and they make it a Fed case then the feds gonna let him do what he want to do until they get enough evidence on him that he can't get out of jail you know um so it, it all depends on where he is. if he if he just making enough 50k a week what's that that's eight grand a month i mean uh, hundred, uh hundred eight thousand a month you know what i'm saying it, it it don't it might not be on the feds radar yet but if he keep going like he going and he and he, and he he making crazy money like that it's going it's going to show up okay. but the state boys them state boys they just trying to pull them off the street real quick and just give them the business but they ain't got nothing to make them stick yet that's why they he posting buying like he doing well he was charged with felony with um felony counts of first degree reckless homicide involving the use of a dangerous weapon and possession of a firearm after being convicted of a felony. Yeah, well that'll put you in the that'll put you in the bracket. Okay. So this did that particular thing happen in April mm-hmm. of twenty twenty two. The police say he shook hands with Tavon. Okay, he shook hands with Tavon Luckett outside of a gas station before shooting him twice and killing him. Along with being charged, a warrant was issued for his arrest. He was captured on July 10th. Cash bond was set at a hundred thousand. This was the third time that he had been captured by the U.S. Marshals. But that's okay. what you—that's see, that's what you don't do. You know what I'm saying? If you if you finna go in and you finna get, you know, get bonded out, anybody that brings you a hundred k cash. <laughs> that don't. You already know what they're doing. 2018, he was arrested after leading the police on a high-speed chase that resulted in a crash, leaving three people injured. He was charged with five felonies that day. He fleed the police after a crash with injuries, second-degree reckless endangerment, possession of more than 200 grams of marijuana with distribution distribution intent. That's conspiracy charges, man. That's federal. Possession of a one to five grams of cocaine with distribution intent. 
possession of less than three grams of heroin with distribution intent. That was 2018. Yeah. Like, subscribe, and follow. Starbucks. Please. It's, get, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. So we're not taking off our clothes. I'm not sexy, so y'all don't want to see it. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, here we go. Plus, it's cold in here. I, even if I was sexy, I wouldn't take my clothes off. It's cold but. everywhere right now. So... They obtained seven cell phones. On one of the phones was a video of Mr. Twyman driving through Milwaukee and firing an automatic weapon out the driver's side window. December. So this is another time in 2018, December. He posted a $3,000 bail before disappearing. He was tracked down by the marshals in January again of 2022. He posted a bail of $9,500 to get out of jail. And the bail was set at $100,000. I mean, like, what, what, what can you say? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes um, the state boys and the police, they just they just like harassing because it it gives them money in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? And and I ain't saying all police take money, but we know some that ain't straight arrows, you know. And if you pulling this guy over and they and they going to send the marshals every time. Come on, man. Yeah. Now, <laughs> listen, Mr. Twyman's family and got all in it and sent the sent the people to raid another man's house, Mr. Stulo. In Mr. Stulo's house, they found look, yeah, this is what they found: nine guns, more than three pounds of marijuana, and one hundred and one thousand seven hundred and twenty-two dollars in cash. He got on probation. Mr. Stulo said to his probation agent, he didn't know Mr. Twyman personally, but he knew the parents from church and a landscaping business where he met Mr. Twyman's father. He got a loan. So, so the, church he, called, he, the, the church people called in on the man next door. But the, and that was they, after they got a loan from him of $100,000 so now he's charging them $110,000 for them to pay back the loan after he got out of jail because they called him because they was trying to divert and distract from their son. <laughs> and, and Mr. Twyman was transferred to Wakasha, Wisconsin to face the drug charges before Mr. Stulo posted bond for Twilight. See, it's all they it's are. All, yeah, they all together. They all together. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to say any more about that. Okay. So you have that going on. Now you got the president. Okay, he is a former president. Okay, Mr. Orange Hill. You got him. You got him saying this. 
Mr. Orange Hair okay. is like the Sandman. He brings dreams that don't materialize. So, Mr. Orange Hair, you know, he was he he started talking about how in Singapore and China they say they don't have a drug problem because the moment they uh, capture drug dealers, they take them to trial that moment and they execute them. <sighs> Who said that? Orange hair? Orange hair said in his bed when he said this is part of his platform for 2024. He's so, gonna staff out drugs. So he said pass a law mandating the death penalty for drug dealers. <sighs> that mean that mean everybody and almost everybody in the White House gotta go to jail to be executed. Because at the end of the day, there are no black or brown people flying planes and floating boats into the United States. So Boosie Badass back in the <laughs> news, he wanted to know if you're going to have the death penalty for white cops who kill innocent black men. And I listen, listen. You need to be, you need to put that on the ballot, and and also uh take take all those uh hanging laws off the books that's been on there forever. So this, this can be a string that unravels a sweater forever. Mister Orange, how he say he say that on average. Drug dealers kill 500 people with what they sell. Okay. Every drug dealer during his, his or her life on average will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell. He made up we're, that statistic. We're going That's to be true. asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts. Everything is always heinous with him. Man, listen, man. Do you know in the 80s that this was the years of the Reagan era, there were more white people on powdered cocaine and had the money to do it because in the 80s there was um uh cocaine pure cocaine was 90 dollars a gram so the people who was snorting cocaine at that time in them years during the disco era the the woodstock era and all those different eras they were the only one who had the money to buy it that's when somebody came up with the idea of how to make it cheaper. And that's when rocks came. Man, that that dude don't know his statistics at all. And yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going with that. Like, if that's the case, man, like I said, 
every every other maybe every other person in the white white house or on capitol hill needing to be persecuted and uh freaking um uh executed for drugs because like i say they are the ones who clear border patrol there are the ones who have to clear customs there are no black people doing that <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you you floating it in you flying it in or you bringing it across the border because the regardless of what people say the united states is built on conspiracy and 90 from the beginning from from the beginning so i don't so so therefore so therefore they were white people right so therefore they, they listen, was back there they listen. was back there smoking they was back there smoking smoking pe peyote with indians then. listen i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> I, i'm sorry white people i love y'all i love you white people But but come on now, you, this... you get that from her. You ain't gonna get that from me. Y'all all right? Some of y'all. No, but listen, <laughs> y'all know the history. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I... like, like it. Freaking Washington Just... was back there smoking dope. They, <laughs> like... they was they, they cocaine was the co cocaine was like the medicine. Like exactly, exactly. I don't... Exactly. But 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 if we just take it back to Reaganomics, let's just take it back there. And I I, I got we're not talking about Reagan's politics per se. I'm just saying the war on drugs part. Let's just talk about the war on drugs part. We're not talking about the rest of the rest of the stuff with Reagan. We're not talking about we're not talking about the rest of that. The war on drugs part. Do we need to go find and see if uh what's his name? Was it North, Colonel North? Uh yeah, Oliver. They told us about the Oliver. Oliver. Oliver North. Do we need to go find and see if he can come on this show and and remind the people about the Contra Man. hearings and Man. what he had to get up and testify against that he was sworn to do what his president told him to do. do we... And that's why he did it. Man. I Man, yeah, like, like how the ties between Nicaragua and the U.S. Even though we were supposed to be going down there and making sure we was, that's why they couldn't get El Chapo for a long time because we was right. That's that's we were supporting them. That, that exactly. That, that's, but see, I, even before El Chapo, there was a uh, what's what's your uh, Noriega? <laughs> Noriega. Yeah, North, Noriega too. That's right. Noriega. We, we were supporting them on one side and saying we was fighting them on the other. On another. Like that's the reason. That's the reason that they captured you know Nori because of he stopped he stopped uh dealings with them because they was trying to do say one thing on one side and then turn around and do something on the other side and that's why Noriega finally got into it and then they finally locked this dude up because he didn't want to deal with him no more because they two-faced it how you how you go how you gonna say that the United States is not floated 
but if you go the drugs but, that come into the country, that's so you gonna course. lock up? Are you gonna lock up the Costa Nostra? No. Oh, oh, oh. no. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, I'm asking for a friend too. You know they ain't gonna they ain't gonna touch they won't touch the Costa Nostras, they won't touch the Gambino families because them are all the people and all the other families that are associated with them. They won't touch none of them because them are their friends. That's who they're doing it with. That's how they're getting their money, man. Come on, man. It's three things that float the United States economy. Drugs, uh, school loans, and freaking uh, how house payments, mortgages. Those three things float the United States economy. Man, get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, I... <sighs> like yeah, y'all okay. need to go back and y'all need to go back and read y'all history of the United States. First of all, let me give you a a, a sub a subtopic uh on who your first president was. Your first president was not George Washington. Let's, let's be truthful about that. Your first president was James Jamison, which he was the president of the United Congress before they was ratified and became the United States. Who was black? Oh, but you won't get that in school. I'm sorry. But this is the grown up Sesame Street and the letter people. Come at me, the letter. Which one are we gonna be? The letter people? Or we're we gonna, gonna be all the of them because it takes letters to make words. Come at well, we gonna be uh, what's the name? Uh, <laughs> we gonna be Mr. Rogers. Uh, it's such a good feeling. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, Sidebar for a second. Yep. Did you watch the Barney uh <laughs> documentary? Nope. I never liked Barney. I thought he was gay off the top. I never liked him. That's exactly what it was about. I never liked him. I I I, I don't no. Never never never. Never. When I seen some other kids watching, I turned that mess off. Now nah, you ain't gonna do that to the kids. No. <sighs> I and like I say, I ain't got nothing against gay people. Let me be clear, but it's certain things I don't think you should do to kids at a certain age and and expose them to certain things. I so no, I turn I turn that right off. I I really had trouble with Mister Rogers, but then I had to. Look and see what he was really. Well, okay, so I watched the I watched the documentary. So was Barney? It was it was two it was a two part documentary. So So was Barney gay? Was he gay? Well, before I answer that, what was the problem? What were what is it that you think he was being he was exposing the children to? I think just the uh, how how he delivered messages and what he said and the content sometimes bothered me. Tim, you know okay, saying? give me an ex- I can't example. that's that's been so long since I didn't I didn't heard heard people just listening to him. I'm just like just it is it's certain ways I think you should approach children. Okay. And it, that wouldn't it wouldn't for me it wasn't how was he being disrespectful to the children or approaching them? I didn't say he was being disrespectful. Okay, how was he how was he approaching them? Subliminal 
is is like it's the tone, it's the it's the wording that you use and some of the phrasing that he he used to say. So I don't, but that's just me. Somebody no, else no, might I'm just okay. But I know millions of people agreed with you. So I'm asking you, what was it that was inappropriate that he was doing to the children? And I, like I'm, I'm gonna answer that, your question, but I'm that, asking. That, that's that's what I can give you right now because that's what I encountered. You know what I'm saying? And it just it was it, it was the tone, it was the phrasing of things, and and then it was like you was almost borderline pedophilia because you was too close to kids for me. You know, like you, I, I no grown man in the suit or a grown woman in the suit doing. Uh, it just didn't feel right to me. But I was never a Barney fan. I had to get with Big Bird. I was like, I don't, Big Bird was too friendly. Ain't nobody that doggone friendly all the time. So that's what it was. They were too friendly. They were too friendly. And, and, And too friendly with kids bothers me. Okay. Now, who I did respect on Sesame Street was the Count. Count was off to himself. He came and told you some numbers, laughed about it, the thunder clapped, and then he walked away. And he was a he was a man in a in a in a in a, in a cape. <laughs> he said what he needed to say and kept it pushing. Grover was cool. Elmo was all right. All right. But Barney, nah. What was, did you think about um, Bert and Ernie? I thought Bert and Ernie was they was decent. They wouldn't they wouldn't in in people's face. They wouldn't you you didn't see them like their dynamic wasn't in people's face and just all the time around the kids. They they gave their lessons and they moved on. Barney on the other hand is just like. To constantly be in the mix of things, and I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree with that. So there were people who thought Bert and Ernie were gay. I two men, I, two I, men, I, two men sleeping together, sleeping in twin beds in the same and I, house, and in I the same room. And I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I, I, I agree. So what's the thing about the Barney dude? What, what, what was, his, what was, his, what was his, his demo? Okay, so it was a biography, um, biographical, about the lady who created, about Barney, but it started with how Barney was even created. Mm-hmm. There was a lady, I think here in Texas, Okay. Texas, who had a, at the time her son was like two years old maybe mm-hmm. and at that time there weren't many things that she thought were appropriate for two-year-olds and could assist in their learning mm-hmm. which she's right there weren't mm-hmm. So she, she, her, her son, like a lot of little kids, had a fascination for dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And so she created 
just a little video just for herself. Mm -hmm. And then she just started creating and she had a kind of a a background that would have lend itself to this. And she was a housewife, Mm -hmm. but she had had a background that would lend itself kind of to this a little bit. And that's how this video got created. It was just for her son. And then she'd create another one to keep, you know, to keep him busy and going because he really liked it. Right. What's his name? What's the other dragon name? Pop Top, the green one, the female green dragon, dinosaur or whatever. I don't remember. But she created these Barney videos um, because and there were and at the time, and she is right, the networks were doing um cartoons and videos i mean cartoons and programs that were geared toward um graphic violence Mm -hmm. okay i mean just think about he-man that's kind of graphic violence and and school like but for a two-year-old let's Come on. I, I, okay, okay. I give you that for a two-year-old. Okay. Come on. Oh, okay. Okay. That was Scooby-Doo. So, Scooby-Doo was cool. No, because the killers were always trying to... <laughs> no. To the killers. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. There was, there was no nothing for children at that time, too. Right. But, but... And there was nothing that showed, you know... The, the depth and breadth of human kindness and learning through human kindness. That was her thing. So she created this dinosaur who taught these lessons through human kindness for mm-hmm. her son. But her friends saw it. And of course they got kids too. So, hey, let me, can I, can I have a copy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Until it got to a particular woman who's who was a marketing, I mean, um, until it got to a particular person who was like, no, no, no. It got to, it somehow got to the radio person. And the radio person was like, oh, this is cool. We need to go. And, and that person helped her move it into t- TV. Mm-hmm. And then it just, and then it was on TV for a little while until it got to a particular marketing person. And she was like, huh, okay, this is cool. So she worked closely with the lady. And that's when it went viral, because then that's when they started doing the concerts where they went on road trips and had Mm -hmm. the concerts for the kids. Okay. The people behind the scenes, they the actual kids, um and then these they were all talking the guy who played barney the first guy who played barney for like most of the time mm-hmm. and the second guy who who was the the voice of barney mm-hmm. okay and then the ver- the first guy who was the one in the suit he was originally an actor who was good at mine mm-hmm. but he ended up having got he got some other gig or something and they needed another Barney. So and it was just about the time 
when they were getting ready to do the 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 road shows that mm-hmm. they did. And that's when they got the guy who was a dancer. He was a dancer and a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. And they knew they knew about his tantric uh yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he and he explained it too. He was like, I don't, I don't have sex with everybody. He's not, that's not what tantric is about. And he went on to explain tantric. Okay. So, and he signed all his clauses and stuff he was supposed to sign. And he was like, okay, I'm a dancer. He was in MIDI, like they showed his music videos he was in and stuff, movies he was in, TV shows he was in. Like he's a full-blown actor, but he just happened to have this yoga thing on the side. And all the kids said, nobody ever touched us. It was a safe environment. Like they're grownups now. It was a safe environment. They weren't safe when they went out into the world these kids Mm -hmm. they like they got teased at school they got hurt at school because people thought barney was gay like they the people took this stuff out on these children who after barney was over they went into the world and they wouldn't tell people that had even been on the show because people were treating them poorly Mm -hmm. like fighting them beating them up so like i mean and I get that because when you see something like that as a little kid, you think that that person, since they're dealing with that, they have a tendency to be soft or whatever. That's why I not like I said, I believe in balance of anything. So if you showing something like that, then create a superhero that's like He-Man or like Superman or like Batman to give balance, but you still cross the borders of lessons because anybody who went to school, like when we was growing up, watched He-Man. We watched He-Man. We had He-Man. We had Mighty Mouse. We had Speed Racer for, for cars. We Then we turned around and we had Transformers. We had Voltron. We had all these different cartoons that, that gave us just like we wanted to be like. And then... But they, they taught violence and... But and they, as, did, they but didn't that's, teach... That's what I'm telling you. Tell, human that's kindness. Like, that's what I'm telling you, though. It has to have balance. Life is not about human kindness and everybody being nice. That's like a person getting ready for a job and then they don't think that there's going to be competition there. You're teaching kids that if you do this, it's going to go your way all the time. And it's not. That's what I'm saying to you. But Barney didn't do that. Barney did not teach. Barney (coughs) did not teach that only things were only always good. They did not. They focused on they focused on a lot of the different things that the kids were actually going through, and how they could handle that in a in an in a grown 
you can't always handle it in a nice way. You can't be nice to everybody because people will walk on you. And if you don't think that you're going to have an altercation in life and you're going to have to be able to fight sometimes, then you have a misperception and guide it wrongly in life. That's what I'm saying. I don't care how you do it. Just put it together where there's balance in it. If you get up in the morning and think that everything that you're going to do, you're going to go out to be nice to everybody, you can do that. But that don't mean that they're going to be nice to you. And then when somebody's not nice to you because you've been taught to be so nice all the time, you're going to retreat back into something that you think is a safe zone because somebody said something to you and affected you in a different way that you have never heard in your life. That's what I'm saying. Level the playing field. If I, you do that, I was taught. To, I was taught to be have human kindness and and do the right thing. And so you ain't nice never. And, you ain't never had to snap on nobody. And I and and that's my point. I'm trying to make. That's my that's my point. I'm trying to make. I was taught. I was taught to to do the right thing. To lead with kindness. To not to be fighting. Try not to fight. Like I was taught with all those concepts, okay, but I don't know anybody in my family that won't get with you when it's time. But that's I'm just my, saying. That's, but that's I, what I'm saying. I'm just you. saying. Just because it's being taught doesn't mean that it's breeding someone who can't defend themselves. I didn't. I didn't say that they can. I'm just saying just give balance because when you put when you put into place something that's like let's 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 like take right now for instance the school district. You go to school to learn, it's an institution of learning, but you're gonna have issues with different people that's in those schools. Now if you tell a person and you sign a disclosure saying that your kid cannot fight or defend themselves in school on no ground. Well, in Texas, wait, you wait, can't wait, nobody fight. Wait, wait, wait it's a minute, part though. of their student code of conduct. But that's so. what I'm saying. So if somebody comes up and smacks you in the face in a lunchroom, you know what them kids are thinking? If he don't swing back, He's soft. He he's a he's a person that can't defend himself. Even though they signed that, they probably signed that that school of of of, of, of conduct. They're gonna go back and start thinking about what that person did to them, and that's why that's one of the reasons why you create um uh all these mass shooters in school because. The natural humanistic ability of anybody is to defend themselves, period, at any age. And if you don't allow them to do that, then what you have is somebody continuing to jump on that person from 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 day one when that happened. Which which is which is unfair to you anybody. know what you know what I okay. But you know what? My son was fighting every day. He was having to fight 
every day until, until the day I said, hey, I want you to, I, I need you to just get, I need you to just get out of school. I need you to get out of high school and get into, um, I mean, I need you to get out of middle school so that you could just get to high school because I, I need you to just stop fighting. Every day I'm coming to the school because you're fighting because he was a little shrimpy. You know, he was a little shrimpy. So from day one in middle school to the last day of middle school, every day he was fighting. Like, yeah. every, like really? we actually had, we actually, I actually had to teach my son how to fight and be strategic about fighting because he was always fighting, even though we had both signed the student code of conduct that he wasn't supposed to fight. I had like, it was every day because people, bullies just decided that because he was short in stature, that they was going to try him. That they was going to try, try him, right? Of course. So there was a fight every day of him, you know, trying to protect himself. Time out right there. Now, since that happened to him, mm -hmm. if you eliminated that and he would have been, did not fight and stand up for himself, would it be the same guy that he is now? I think so. But so let me finish the story, because okay. let me finish the story. Because when he when he on that very last day when I was pleading, please just get out of school. He did what I what I asked him to do. And mm -hmm. it, and I took a chance. I took a chance. Because we had the whole conversation of what of what this was going to imply if he did what I asked him to do. And he didn't want to do it because he said that they was going to take him for a. OK, back in them days, we could say this, y'all. So just give just bear with me. They was going to take him for a quote unquote punk. Mm -hmm. OK, I'm sorry. Y'all, back in them days, we could say this. We talking 30, 40 years ago. OK. Yeah, but that ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah. OK, so. On the last day of school, I wasn't sure what was going to happen because he wanted to protect himself. I just wanted him to get out of school without a case because they was giving cases, you know, law, po, po, po cases. Man, it wasn't nothing with juvenile detention. I still don't want him in juvenile detention because it goes away at 18. That wasn't about that. It was about I, all the I, shit he was going to learn if he went into juvenile detention. But, but that's the same thing that you're learning on the street. Same thing. That's my point. Go ahead. Finish. Go Why ahead. everything got to be about the street? Why because everybody got to... No, because, everybody because doesn't is. have to have the mentality of this is the street. That is it, what's it's wrong. Not saying that you had, it's not saying that you have the mentality of this is the street. It's what happens in the street. That don't mean that you oh take God. on that same. That don't mean that you take on the street. It's that you know what goes on in it. Oh and and the same thing that goes on in in the streets goes on in schools. That's all I'm saying, Tiggy. That's that's it. So you wanted him to graduate, and you told him to do something. What did you tell him to do? Don't fight. So you told him to stand down. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't consider him a punk because he'd been fighting all up until this time. I so said, just take one knee. 
do this. Take one knee on your knee, do this with your face to protect your face. But don't move. If they kick you down, go ahead on, take the fetal position. Don't move. I got you. I got you. He went out that door saying he wasn't going to do it. Then I got a call like right before I was supposed to get off work because at the time I, I lived and worked exactly one block away from the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. I got a call from him when he got home. I did what you told me to do. It didn't work. I said, what you mean, mom? I got all these bruises all over me. And people were saying, like in that, like, like in that video we looked at earlier, he say all his friends were saying, man, why you won't fight? Get up and fight. So he was being egged on to fight. But he went on and did what I asked him to do. So I left work, went home. I happened to have a Polaroid. And I took Polaroid pictures of my son. Shirtless. And then Polar- I... Polaroid for all the millennials is a camera. That actually spits out. They still have Polaroid cameras. It's instantaneously, and you fan them, and they develop. They still have them. It's yeah, a new. But I, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that a whole bunch of people don't know what a Polaroid camera is. So he, so I took him. I took I took him back up to the school before school was completely let out. And I talked to the officer that was on the campus. Officer Grapevine, how you doing? Mm-mm. Officer Grapevine. She probably, Ooh, she probably, oh, grapevine. she probably retired now. So, <laughs> so I took her up there and um, she looked at the pictures and she heard the story. She was like, she looked at him because she knew he was fighting every day. And she was like, you actually just stood there. He was like, I, I really wanted to do what my mama said. I wanted to get out of school. I'm tired of being here. I don't want to be here anymore. That's what he said. So I'm what my point, my point is this. You can be taught how to have how to have civility with people, come through kindness and whatever. And you can also, in that same environment, be taught how to strategize, take care of yourself, and understand that everyone is not being taught the way that you're taught. So you need to take precautions to to be aware of your surroundings and know what to do if you're if you happen to be forced to be engaged in activity you don't want to be forced to be engaged to. And, and I agree with you. The only thing I was saying was, and that's what keep- I think that Barney did. I think that they told different people's stories about all of the sadness and stuff that was going on in the world, but they told it in a way that a two or three or four-year-old, five-year-old could understand. And I mean, I, that that's fine and daddy. My point of that that whole situation is everything needs balance. Everything. Like like I said, I gave you the analogy of when you're, you're competing for a job. Life is a competition. And the way schools have it now, Oh, everybody is equal. Oh, you get a you get a trophy for trying, man. No, if I don't believe the, in that. If, if you ain't the first runner up or the second runner up, 
third don't mean nothing, nor do fourth or fifth. That and, and, and when we were growing up, that means you were last. I, I don't believe in that either. I'm sorry, y'all. My thing is that if you are last in those positions, then you need to you need to up your game. You need to be better at what you're doing or trying to achieve because life ain't gonna give you no no trophy because you tried. It ain't gonna give you no trophy because you tried it all. Shoot, if that's the if that's the case, then all black and brown people should have trophies for trying not to get killed in life. If that's the case, come on, man. It's all about competition. But Life I think is- that it was told in balance. I just think that it was told in a way that children of a younger age, like my daughter should not have been shamed in fourth grade. She should not have been had to have been shamed into not liking Barney anymore if she liked Barney because nothing was going on at her household. Those some of those same concepts were being taught in her household. And she liked Barney in fourth grade, but she I noticed that at a certain point, if you would say something about Barney, she would kind of go. Like I, I think I think that comes from a point of a black household because they have been manipulated so long through earlier years to do different things concerning white people from the time of slavery that anytime that they see something that maybe don't feel right to them, they they don't want no part of it. You know what I'm saying? They just they just don't want no part of it at all because they know the depiction that happened way back then. So I think some of those things are are brought up through the lineage to think like that, you know? And if you want to change the narrative in that, then you got to start teaching stuff that's different. You know, it's just like, how, how many how many people can actually, how many black people can actually name all 50 states? You know what I'm saying? How many people know the senator of their state? You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's a systematic system. Everybody's not taught to build on stuff like that. Black people are taught to survive and fight, no matter no. what. That's no matter not, what. That's not how we were taught to. I'm black. I was raised in a black family. You My mama was black. You My daddy was black. I was taught to fight, but I wasn't taught to fight in a violent manner. I didn't say unless you, I needed to. See, unless I needed to fight but in that manner. You didn't hear manner. what I said. You didn't hear what I said. I said everybody is taught to fight. I didn't say taught to fight in violence. I said taught to fight. No matter what you do, were you when 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 me and you met each other? We met each other in a, in a job where we had to contend with an ignorant director every day. So we found different ways to accomplish what we needed to do around that director. Is that not true? Well, I actually think it, that that's that is not true. That <laughs> is true. But okay. let me say this. I actually think that that is that. Um, I actually think that that is what Barney, that's what Barney was 
getting at. All of there, there are different ways to 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 fight. There are different ways to do what you need to get done. I agree with that. I agree with that. But also, I'm saying in that on that particular note that you need to know the other side of it when other people think that that's not cool and that they might come for you because you think that way. And that's how business works. You can have a crazy idea if you don't patent your business and then have it copywritten and everything that you need to do for your business, do your LLC and whatever else you need to do. Then your business, your name can be taken and revolutionized through somebody else. But it was your idea. Now, if you don't want to fight for that to get it back, then guess what? They just took your idea. Everything is a fight in life. I don't care what nobody says. Matter of fact, in lower Manhattan, on Wall Street, they fight for numbers every day. Buy, sell, trade. It's a fight right there every day at 6 o'clock in the morning. Everything is a fight and everything is competitive. And if you think you're going to send your kids out with a mentality that, oh, you're going to get a trophy for doing good. You're going to get a prize for trying the hardest. You're wrong. Because life doesn't work that way. We, we, I'm, I'm in a race right now for something. <laughs> if I think that it was going to be handed to me when I submitted my resume for it, then I would be crazy. They had to scrutinize me figure out what I'm what I know and what I'm doing and what I have done and then they're putting it up against somebody else. If that ain't competition, I don't know what it is. Why does it have to why does it have to be because violent? somebody has to win. Why does it have to be violent? And if it's not violent, why does it have to be said well, that you're gay or anything else or selling drugs or or being a pedophile to children? That, because that's, it's not violent. That's because that's the humanistic nature to challenge things. That's the human. If people challenge things that they don't understand, how many people don't research what they are getting into? Somebody heard them say, oh, my kids go to this and this and this and this. It's like, oh, well, if your kids go, shoot, they hang out with my kids, so I'm going to send them there before they even research it. Prime example. Uh, uh, what what was the girl named the uh, singer that just pulled her kid out of Donda because of what was said by Kanye West? But she put her kid in a non-accredited school <laughs> just because it was his name. So that's human nature to do things like that. All I'm saying is violence takes on different forms. It ain't always got to be a fist to fist because technically, <laughs> if you look in the if you look in the Bible, in the book of James, it tells you that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you can kill a person with your tongue. I mean, if, if we want to, you ain't got to put your hands on them. You can destroy a person with words. Prime example, look at black people in in general, down through the years, uh, you you just like your daddy. You ain't going to be nothing. And then when he turned out to be just like his daddy and he ain't nothing, then you looking at him sideways. But you done told him that. 
all through when he was being brought up. So, yeah, violence don't have to be a physical connotation all the time. Violence is words. Violence is look. You look at a person sideways, they look like, what's your problem? You got a problem with me? All, all the Karens in COVID, the one in the grocery store that, that, that spit on the lady <laughs> when she was trying to get her groceries and talking to her without no mask on when people was dying from COVID. Come on, man. Come on, like, like nah, I, I can't I can't fly with that. Like, if if you just level the playing field of telling kids this, all right, at this age, you can understand that. I get that. But then here's the flip side. This right here at a different age, you're gonna have to start being this way. You know what I'm saying? And trying both ways to encounter whatever you're doing. I agree with that. But when you make the narrative just one-sided, that ain't how life works. But they, it wasn't one-sided. Why come it wasn't? Because everything that Barney was doing was in a in a position of light that it was all good. Life ain't all good. So that's one-sided. He didn't say he. They didn't present everything that life was all one sided and right. all life. They did not present that it was all good. They did not. They gave. Barney never had some, a bad message. Barney was like freaking. Uh, what's your boy name? Joe Osteen. He never. He, he never has a bad message. It's always good. That that that's, that's one sidedness. What? It's not true. What come in? What you're saying? Never, what you're saying I, I is not never, true. I ain't never heard. Well, you didn't Barney. watch Barney, so um, I, I watched it for a few. I ain't never heard him say nothing bad. Did he ever say anything bad? It wasn't about him saying it was bad. There were he helped the children through whatever the situation was. So if there was something about bullying or something about some you know divorce or something about there were there were stories that with that things happened in the children's lives that made the children sad or cry or mad or whatever and then they would they and and then when they started adding some of those characters those characters like there were some characters that they added that were bullies They they did they addressed the things that were going on in the children's lives that weren't necessarily good things. Did the did the bullies fight the fight the bad people? Did the people the good fight the bullies to 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 show that hey sometimes you got to fight? Now I'm talking about physical violence. There I think there was ex I, one episode where somebody the dragons were fighting or whatever. And then they talked about why that wasn't a good thing. And and, and, and there, and, and there we do. go again. Why fighting is not a good thing. There's there's my point. Because you can't get away from that in life. And if you're downplaying one side of that, you're saying that this is how it's going to go all the time. And that's not true. You have to I mean, give children I don't, options. I don't, I don't, you, that, but that's what I'm saying. But is, if you if you if you telling them 
if you're telling them it's gonna go this way all the time, basic instinct tells us to to go into fisticuffs. But if you give a child an option, then maybe they don't have to go into basic fisticuffs. Maybe they can do something else. See, I'm arguing with the wrong person. I'm arguing with the wrong person because my my big sister over here is a teacher by nature and by trade. <laughs> I just don't so, understand so why. I, 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 I get her. <laughs> I get it. But I, I'm not a teacher. I am in one way, but not that way. But, I don't understand why he, I'm looking at you like you I'm sound saying, crazy I'm, right I'm now. Just, I, I'm just saying you got to balance the playing field, man. And, and that that if you downplay that you're going to have to stand up for yourself and like that being good. That's not downplaying that you have that, to stand that, up that, for yourself. No, no, That's no, not downplaying good, that you have being, to step, stand up for good, yourself. It's going to override that you might not have to be in a competition or some type of fight to get where you want to be that's a downplay out of you that's you not that's not that's not a downplay that sometimes you, violence happens listen, and sometimes listen. you are in a corner where you have no no recourse but to fight back but that if you would be a true tell, statement that's, that's, that's but if you give kids, if you constantly telling constantly telling somebody that they don't have to do this they don't have to do that they don't have to do this is 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 limiting. there a different way it's making you think Use your brain for more than just being a dumb jock and just figure out if there happens to be figure out if there's just a different way to do it. You may have to fight. You may have to fight to defend yourself. But is there another way that you can get out of it with only using your words? Is there a way? Is there a way? I think we are saying the same things, but we're going about it two different ways. My thing, my thing is just simply this. Competition is going to happen in life. Sometimes you're going to have to physically fight. Sometimes you're going to have to mentally fight. My thing is that the the realness of life is you're going to have to fight on all levels of life, regardless if it's physical or regardless if it's physical. But let me tell you what my my observation has been. (laughs) And I'm old, and this is my observation. People who spent the better part of their life putting up fisticuffs, physical fisticuffs, you know, I fight you with one head tied behind my bag. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that person. Mag- Magopus, really? Well, that was cowardly lying, but anyway. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, him, that's him too, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wizard of Oz. People who have traditionally that's all they do is that type of violence. You know, bam, bam, shoot you. I'm mad, so I'm gonna shoot you. Bam, 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 bam. It's not that they can't go forward because they're going forward because they're big bullies. They can go forward, they can be big things. They end up on death row, but you know, okay. Oh, that's a stereotype. But, (laughs) but, but are you stereotyping people who do it my way so I'm not stereotyping but you don't want to hit okay so it has been my observation that people who use this brain to strategize how to move forward 
what they're gonna do to move forward, what they're gonna do to get rid of their arch enemy, what they're gonna do to, okay, we talked about the Costa Nostra and all of that. Those people, they sit up and strategize what they gonna do and they let all their footmen do all the hard work. And is that not a fight? Again, that's what I said. And Barney, this is what this is what the precept was, was okay, I want to teach you how to handle things in a way where you don't have to always lead to bloodshed. Like I, I never said that. It and but that guy called. He's gay. The guy who came up with Barney, with Barney's voice, the the voice actor who was Barney's voice, he was like, he he said he and his wife, when when they came up that Barney was gay, he was like, it just it just boggled his mind that this goofy voice that he came up with because they were playing to two and three and four and five year olds. He came up with a goofy voice that the kids would like and it got turned into the character was gay. He, he was like, he was just sitting there like, how did we get there? When all I did was come up with a goofy voice. I mean, once again, I say like, that's just, that's just human nature just to challenge different things about stuff like that, especially if it's something that you don't understand. People fear what they don't understand. And the only reason they stay in fear is because they ain't bright enough to go research it and read it. Okay. But the same thing, but the same thing that happened to Barney, like people were being held at gunpoint People were getting threatening letters saying they were going to kill them. These are the same and organizations were being created to kill Barney. These are the same types of people and we have not changed. We are violent from our very beginning history. These are the same people who showed up at the Capitol well, I was going to say, who was violent? Because these are the same people that show, same thinking people that showed up at the Capitol to commit insurrection on January 6, 2020. No, don't bring that back up. They're trying to downplay that right now. Don't bring that. <laughs> at what point do we train? We talk about racism. We talk about all these different bad things. At what point do we actually teach our children to change? You you can't say you can you can you can't you can't have it both ways. Oh, we gotta stop it when our children are young. We gotta rethink how we teach our children. But then we want to teach our children to bam bam shoot them up. Well, pilot says, pilot says, what is truth? Your form of truth and how you grew up is not my form of truth. Your mama may have let you play cards, spades and all that, poker and all that. My mama told me we couldn't play that in the house. So everybody has a different truth. So you got to find what the middle ground is. You know, and in, in, in that I, I play chess. 
So everything is a strategy to me. Even when it's time to physically fight, I evaluate if that's worth it. My grandmother told me that I can kill you with the pen, whether I can with physical violence. Who, which one, who is the quote from? The pen is mightier than the sword. Who is I don't remember. I don't remember, but all right, but it, and it truly is. You can wrap a person up on paper for the rest of their life and don't have to touch them. We learn to write, we learn to read because with that knowledge was power. Yeah. With that, you could strategize to learn how to move yourself forward. You had the choice to leave yourself right where you were and make bad choices, but you had the choice to do anything you wanted to do in a negative or positive way but i, I also but you think, knew you did it you needed to know how to read you needed to know how to write you needed to understand words I, I and i agree with you i think the most thing that's lost now in any society is empowerment taking the time and learning somebody that's younger than you and helping them along the way and giving them the essentials and the tools that they need to combat life on whatever level that they have to combat life on. Um, I, I just believe that you should take people under your wings and begin to teach them really what's going on because what we have now is a lack of knowledge in 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 every community it ain't a black thing it ain't a white thing it's a everybody thing because the definition of nigger in the old webster dictionary means to be ignorant it's not race binding it's <laughs> or color binding it's humanistic is you can be ignorant because that's what it meant until they changed it in the dictionary to mean a black person because they did change it just like the word punk that my co-host ice was talking about punk in the original dictionary was a piece of wood like a two by four but she changed the dynamic of that and then made it something that it really wasn't written for so it, you have to know like my co-host said you have to know the wording the vocabulary, how to read and write, and most of all, how to comprehend what you're reading. But I would also add something to that list. I would also add that sometimes you need to know the person that you're talking to. And if you if you if you can know the person that you're talking to and their the way that they process, like mm -hmm. where they come from, mm -hmm. their experiences, like like I was talking to somebody yesterday about how I got into a conversation with someone who was from Saudi Arabia. This was many years ago. She was from Saudi Arabia and she came to work upset because um, the woman next door was out sunbathing. She was in a, she, she wasn't sunbathing in the true sense of the act. Right. She was in a bikini, mm -hmm. but she was at the pool in the apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And this woman from Saudi Arabia came to work angry because the woman, number one, was by the pool early in the morning. Number two, she was in a bikini. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, 
what's wrong? Why? And she goes, she talks about how it was indecent that the woman was sitting at the pool in her bikini. Mm-hmm. And so we we got into a long conversation about the fact that this is America. We're not covered up from head to toe. Right. We wear bikinis. Okay. But that don't mean she's a poor, right. right prostitute. Right. The fact that she was home in the morning going to the pool means that either she didn't have a job, too uh-huh. young to have a job, or job don't start till later in the day. Mm-hmm. She off today. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a lot or of she different got reasons. somebody taking care of them. It's a lot of different reasons why she at the pool. Right. But that don't have nothing to do with you. Right. Okay. So if you understand, you know, different cultures, then when you're talking to people, you can use that to 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 get your point across, to, to make, you know, like you can use that also to add, mm. I'm just adding that to your list, but okay. So anyway, we done done Sesame Street. Y'all knew I was going to go find it. Yeah. Okay. Listen, the sentence coined was coined by an English author. We, we back to the pen is mightier than the sword. Mm. Uh, Edward Bulwer Lytton. 1839. Wow. It was more He wrote a play called Richelieu or the Conspiracy. It was a play about Cardinal Richelieu. Mm hmm. Familiar. Okay. So the Cardinal had a line in the play in Act Two, Scene Two. Here's, here's the actual line that the character spoke. True, this. Beneath the rule of men entirely great, the pen is mightier than the sword. Behold, the arch enchanter's wand. Itself is nothing. But taking sorcery from the master hand to paralyze the Caesars and to strike the loud earth breathless. Take away the sword. States can be saved without it. Hey, you spoke. You spoke that that line like the red dragon, the poet. We gonna have to put you on. <laughs> you you spoke that like the red dragon. <laughs> Quote the raven, "I never this, more, never this more." Is, this is what teachers do. They, this is what teachers do. Reading teachers oh. teach your children how to read and understand so, what they read. So, so, okay. things, so things that like require uh, strategy, uh, I, I read a lot. So uh, I read the um, Machiavelli and it was talking about Machiavelli the Prince for those mm-hmm. And and it was talking about strategizing, and you said when you 
have somebody captive is like putting a velvet glove to their back and smiling in their face. I got you. You know, they didn't see it coming. You can't be you can't be too obvious in what you're doing. Chess is played like this in a in a quick synopsis. You gotta attack, but you yet gotta defend. You gotta set traps so they don't see you how you're about to approach. And then in the end, somebody king is laying down. So it's as simple as that. When you put a move out there, you're making your first opening, what we call openings in chess. And you're attacking something, even when you push your pawn the first two spaces. Then your next move, he's either going to counter with the same move, and then you protect the pawn that you put out there. You're always attacking and protecting, attacking and protecting. It's called development in chess. So you're developing your pieces to do what you needed to do. Life is like that. People say Monopoly is the game of life. I disagree. It's chess because it's all about a strategy and how you move and how you get where you want to be, whether it's <clears throat> whether it's physical, because some people have got to where they want to be physical, physically. Muhammad Ali, he was a physical. His his, his training. I, I, I get it. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying. That I want to give profession. you these two. I want to give you these two before we go. Okay, so these are two precursors to um, the Cardinal Richelieu play. Here's one from the um, epistle to the Hebrews. Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, sword. Mm -hmm. penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Okay, that's from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's an Islamic precursor to that um, pen is mightier than the sword. Um, so Muhammad is quoted to have said, there will be a tribulation that will wipe out the Arabs in which those killed on both sides are in the hellfire. In that time, the spoken word will be stronger than the sword. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with those. I, okay. I have, I have uh, read the Quran backwards and forwards. And some of the stuff that's said in the Quran is also a comparison to what's said in the Bible. I mean, you know, but depending on who you're talking to is where you're gonna pull your source from. So but I I mean I, we could go back to we can go to uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Why four hostile newspapers are more than are more to be feared. Four hostile newspapers mm -hmm. are more to be feared than a thousand bayonets. Mm -hmm. There are oh. only two powers in the world, saber and mind. At the end, saber 
is always defeated by mind. By mind. Mm -hmm. well, I can give you one by Thomas Jefferson. Le listen, okay. Just saying, Barney was raised in that concept. We get it. But he got to be, you know, now we, but we, but then we got these people who are the precursor. Let's see, we gonna use precursor, the precursors to the January six mob. Okay, so yeah, my co-host had to stop and do something. I don't know what he's doing, y'all. We live, but okay. Yeah, my my thing was hey, happening. Okay. Something was going on. Okay. Anyway, y'all. So again, I proved my point. But anyway, go ahead. I prove. I prove mine too. Prove so, I mean, point, you prove I, I, I prove my point. So it ain't. It ain't even no worries. I mean, anyway. I like like if if my co-host thinks she finna scave out of her without no backlash, she's crazy. <laughs> like you, I'm just saying. You, hey, you ain't it's finna. It's in listen, the Bible. Listen, you ain't finna get out of this fire without no smelling like smoke, ma'am. I'm sorry. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I'm just saying. Anyway, y'all, did y'all like, subscribe, follow? Yeah, y'all need to like, subscribe, follow. All right, take us out here, co-host. So check it out. You can get us up, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, uh, I, whatever our platforms are, you know. Anywhere you can spell insane rhetoric. Insane rhetoric with a K, not a C at the end. Okay. Go check out the playlist too. The playlist yeah. is up for check November. Out the check out the playlist. I think we got an episode that dropped last night that's, that went up. So check it yeah, out. Yeah, Free Fall man. Friday episode went up last yeah. night. Y'all go listen to it. So, uh, and I believe, I don't know if my co-host approved this yet, but I'm going to say it right where, right where we heard. Are we having a, 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 a shed next week about relationships? I don't know if it's going to be in the she shed. What? Everybody got a relationship and a whole lot of people got problems in them. All they can talk about was good. We can do we can do the whole gambit. So I, I don't know I, if it's gonna be labeled under the she shed, but we definitely is it gonna I don't know. Did we decide when it was gonna be though? That's what I'm saying. Are we gonna are we gonna shoot it for next week? We're gonna shoot it for next Saturday. When After Thanksgiving, that's what we want to talk about. Right. A lot of people get beat up during the holidays, though. But that's why we should talk about it because, you know, you didn't cook my turkey right. So now you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> the gumbo is nasty. Oh, okay. <laughs> why are you still drinking so much at the party? <laughs> oh, it's a whole lot of relationships is going to be broken up through the holidays. Between That's, now and the first of the year, it's gonna yep, be it's nine, gonna be on. Yeah, people gonna be like, man, I don't want to be bothered no more. I'm gonna reset, and you 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 can go and get out of my life. You know what I'm saying? I think this would be perfect time to do a relationship uh, aspect, and uh, we gotta talk about y'all, but it's coming. We yeah, we just can't tell you what day it's gonna be on. Yeah, because I think it'd be hot though. I think it'd be hot, but you know, like, subscribe, follow. Check us out on all platforms. Uh, you know, we 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 just we just doing the thing. We trying to do the thing. And just we don't tweet no more, but we on Twitter. 
Yeah, we on Twitter. You know, we just <laughs> sometimes we gotta that's a shot in the dark, but you know, sometimes we gotta <laughs> we gotta we we, pull the shade down. Like man, raise the shade up and let the sunlight in. I was like, <laughs> so, so sometimes <laughs> I, you know, like I hey, I love my sister, man. I like I know I know what she trying to do, you know what I'm saying? And she's She's helping me to get better, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it's just it's just rough for me, but you know it's all good. I don't I, I can admit when I'm wrong, you know, and and I can admit when I didn't do something right. I can I can take that. I was, I'm not, you know, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, just remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric, and we'll see you on the flip side. Please stay safe. Stay safe through the holidays because a lot of stuff happens. You know, uh, people are out robbing people, think they got extras, you know what I'm saying? When people don't want to go to work and do what they need to do, just stay safe and please watch your surroundings and just remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric and we out of here. You know what it is. Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. Thank you for joining us on this rebroadcast Monday, and we look forward to seeing you on Rewind Wednesday. Have a great one, and remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric. <laughs>